Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Blackjack McDowell. What was spring training like when Michael Jordan was around? Oh, it was cool. I liked I mean, I'll tell you what. I think he would have been a good pitcher. I taught him how to throw the splitter, and it was nasty. I was like, oh, you already got it, man. That is crazy. And he threw really good. And then it was like a few years later when the whole thing happened, when he had to come out and actually play baseball. <laughs> the whole thing happened, and he had, had, to, had play. to come out and play baseball. We don't know if it was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald or a whole big thing there. but uh... Are you one of those guys who thinks that the league said go away for a little while, Jack? Well, I think that's what the whole thing was. It was the one-year thing he got for the, what for, I forget what it was for. What, what was it for, for the betting or something? Yeah. That went on. Was this a secret suspension? Wink, wink, this suspension, right? It was out there. The folklore, the urban legend that I sent him away because he was gambling. They that say was the rumor. That they, yeah, there was a rumor that it was all the gambling deaths. The NBA said, you, you got to go away. Did Michael give off that vibe? Is that what it felt like? Uh, I, I don't know. And the film rolls couldn't come to the Van Allen radiation belt. They had to broadcast back a TV signal. So they did doctor up photos and stuff for the public. I have no idea what the deal was, but, you know, that's just kind of interesting that they just left for that one year and then went back. Yeah, it was interesting. I agree. Ridiculous. No basis in fact. So I start marching my way down to Carol and HR, and I knock on her door and I say, Carol, Carol, I got to talk to you about there is no Carol in HR. Matt, half the employees in this building have been made up. This office is a ghost town. Okay, Charlie, I'm gonna have to stop you right there. Not only do all of these people exist, but they have been asking for their mail on a daily basis. It's all they're talking about up there. Damn it, dude, I'm having a panic attack. One, two, three, and here we go, Jim. Here we go. Parkins and Spiegel Show, afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Love the conspiracy theories, love having any excuse to get inside the singular mind 
of Blackjack McDowell. I just love the way you talked about it yesterday. If you missed it, Blackjack McDowell was on the show, and boy, was he on the show. He was very much on the show. Um, and uh, we'll find another opportunity to do it. We we have a lot of the guys on your uh, top 30 favorite list uh, on the show. Yeah, we have. Yeah, so we have. Keep, uh, keep doing it. We could have uh, even even more. We could have tomorrow's uh, number fifteen. Oh, as well. That's a tease. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Four forty-five. It means he's alive. <laughs> wow, Mike Fontenot coming on tomorrow. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Stuff. I think that's a little high. I think that's a little high, Mike. Mike Fontenot at fifteen, Tanny. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah. make your own list. That's what Speaks always says. <laughs> we are. Yeah, we know. We know. Uh, and we're taking notes on yours. I'll tell you that. Yeah. A lot of opinions on your favorite list. It's like <laughs> ridiculous. Um, it's been an interesting day. Um, yeah. With uh, the Lamar spirited Lamar Jackson conversation with you and I at the at the top of the show, waiting on Aaron Rodgers to make a decision. John Palmarosi sold. A guy in Gray's Lake on the World <laughs> Baseball Classic. Yeah. Sold him really hard. Yeah, he did. So there will be at least three of you watching. Yeah, yeah. The guy in Gray's Lake, Morosi, and you occasionally. And then um, Mitch made a joke about uh, the, the, the sports media business shutting down because Jim Beheim is uh, retiring. Yeah, he texted the joke to you, and then he said it to me as I was walking by, and then he apparently said it loud enough to me that Shane and Tanny could hear it through the wall. So he likes to workshop his bits. Right, so did it get a laugh from any of us is the question. I laughed via text. I yeah, did. Speaks gave the him a courtesy ha-ha. ha-ha. I, 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 it was kind of a courtesy ha-ha. It wasn't a ha-ha out loud. I mean... You weren't laughing out loud. I would not out loud, but do you always laugh out loud when you give a ha-ha on the text? I usually give an audible giggle, sure. Oh, I don't believe that yeah, to be always I would the say case. so. You don't go like a the, smile. the literal LOL? Like if, I, if, if I get an actual laugh out loud, I'll, I'll make it known that this is an extra special LOL. Oh, that that's nice you. of you. That's a good that's I, courtesy. I give you a lit, that, that got a literal LOL. You use the word literal? I use the word literal. I, gotcha. I spell out literal. <laughs> yeah. There should be a way to shorten that. Make your life easier. L L O L. Exactly. It's better than just the emphasis of the message with the ha ha. Oh, yeah. that's a disrespect a disrespectful move. Very disrespectful. What? That, that, that's a I don't care about what you had to say. I, I don't know how to respond to it, so let me just acknowledge that I saw it. Yeah. I agree. Like when Chuck Garfine did it to me after I texted him an apology. He <laughs> <laughs> gave you the ha-ha or the thumbs up? The thumbs up reaction on the text message. Oh, wow. Garfine is, is, is Mickey Mouse. Oh, Garfine is, is, is not ben, uh, Mike Wallace with right. his questions and his commentary. You know, I mean, he's, 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 he's easy. Okay, that's Doug Cooper. Should I play that for Chuck on Sunday morning on Hit and Run? What do you guys think? No. (laughs) Garfine is is, is Mickey Mouse. Maybe at the end. (laughs) Maybe at the end. I I wouldn't do it off the top. Uh, No, I'm not going to lead with it. (laughs) You know. You do what you want. It's, Thank you. It's your show. Appreciate that. No problem. It's yeah. on Sundays. Sundays right? is correct. Yeah. It's correct. It's a baseball show on Sundays. Both but mornings. It, There's stuff for you to avoid both mornings. But what now. if Aaron A Rod- baseball show, real quick, Danny, I'm sorry. A baseball show that the station has zero interest in putting resources towards, so you have to bring in your son to screen callers. Yes. He's a fine associate producer. Um, but Mitch is a really good boss to my 11-year-old son. He really is. He mapped out ob- objectives for the year and then paid him. Paid him a, a decent little salary. Under the, the table? The yeah. Under the table cash? It might be under the table. I like that. Uh, I'm expecting But what happens if Aaron Rodgers signs with the Jets like Sunday morning at 10 a.m.? 
we might turn into bump and run. Yeah. For a little bit. Know. There you go. I, I've been known to turn into bump and run. Yeah. Um, pick and roll uh, on occasion, yeah. if need be. Dump and chase, if I must. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had to turn <laughs> into dump and chase. I don't know what would have to happen. Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup final. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's when hit and run has turned into dump and chase. <laughs> yeah, that makes Historically. sense. Historically. All right. So, so it's been it's, seven it, or eight it's years. Happened. Eight years. <laughs> it's been a little while. Okay. But I'm ready. You're prepared. You're I got ver- the show name just in case. You're a, you're a versatile guy. Uh, well, tonight, the Bulls right here on the score uh, will be tipping off at 8 o'clock. They're in Denver to take on the Nuggets, who are the one seed in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to – to me, this is – a the season is irrelevant, and what they're trying to do is stupid, and I loathe and resent basically everything about them. But when you get to see them against one of the real good teams of the NBA, there is something instructive in it, not when watching the Bulls, and not even if the Bulls play well against them, because this Bulls team has beaten Milwaukee, they've beaten Boston. The result of one regular season NBA game doesn't so much matter. But you can look at these other teams and see things about how they've put it together and what it does. Nikola Jokic is going to win his third consecutive MVP. He's amazing. Do you know who else in NBA history has won three straight MVPs? Uh, Wilt. Wilt. I wrote it at the bottom of the notes, so don't check if you're there or if you've seen it already. But I'm just curious. So if you already saw it. No, I did not. Jordan. Jordan did not win. Did not win three. Did not win three straight. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Yeah, but Wilt is correct. There are two other people who have won three consecutive NBA MVPs. George Mikan. No. I'm going to say, uh, just spitballing here, uh, Larry Bird. There you go. Okay. Yeah, very good. Um, I almost said Larry Bird, but I thought maybe the third one. Magic went and again, just a total me. shot in the dark. Bob maybe. Pettit. Is it Bill Russell? Oh, wow. Good job. <laughs> wow. How'd you pull those from the jock? I was gonna get to my yeah. basketball brain, right. baby. Yeah, I got the doc over here. Subscriptions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got the Doctor NBA right the next. Medical to you. journals that he gives to me. This is all over the place. For anybody who doesn't know, uh, we call Chris Tannehill Doctor NBA for obvious reasons, and Shane Reardon a basketball junkie for similarly obvious reasons. Yeah. So that <laughs> that's the that's the company of the guy that you're gonna see. <laughs> So stupid. That's the guy. I am very generous with my prescriptions, by the way. You really yeah, you are. Pad is. You That's how he became a junkie. You you yeah. prescribed him. Didn't yeah. You, you you talk about big pharma. Step into the medical world of Doctor Danahill, <laughs> and then we'll talk about addiction issues I, and the Purdue family. TNT NBA Tuesday, Thursday, NBA TV on Wednesday. It's everywhere. Who's Doctor Tannehill? His name is Doctor NBA. <laughs> right, but no, you know, guys. It, yeah, just call me NBA. MD. MD. So, yeah, you just handed him the prescription pad and a pen at one point. I was like, that is irresponsible. Very irresponsible. Very irresponsible. So you get to watch a guy tonight who is going to join the rarest of rare company. That's pretty amazing. In NBA history. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, it's like somewhat controversial because those guys won titles in the midst of their MVPs and Jokic has been uh, largely a disappointment so far in the postseason, but this is the best team that he's had. They're the one seed in the West. They're seven or eight games up on uh, on the two seed. Uh-huh. They're largely healthy. And the next thing that I was thinking about with the Nuggets is something for Bulls fans to go back and, and consider tonight. One of the most important players on the Nuggets, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr., when coming out of college, 
um, was an electric player with skill set. It seemed to be, you know, like like a guy who could really be a point forward. Like, and he hasn't really turned into that. He was the number one high school prospect in the country, mm-hmm. and then he played at Missouri. And then he hurt his back. Yeah. And he only played a couple of games at Missouri. Right, but you, but and you, then he was in the draft and everyone's like, what the hell do we do with this kid? But he was one of those kids who like got talked about as like, this dude is 6'9 and could be a point guard or a point forward. And yeah. could, the game could be run through him. Yeah. And he hasn't turned into that for whatever reasons. But boy, he's been a very, very good scorer and a good player. Yeah, he's, you know, he's averages 17 points a game, but only in 29 minutes. He's an efficient player from the field. He, you know, he shoots nearly 50% from the floor. I think it's 48, 49%. And he's a key piece. And I remember doing the shows with you. Mm. It was in that run where the Bulls had the seventh pick in the draft every year. They drafted Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah. And Wendell's turned into a nice player, but better for Orlando than than he's been uh, than he, than he was for the Bulls. I remember those conversations very well, though, on uh, Spiegel and Parkins' show, if memory serves. Yeah, very different show. Um, yeah, because like it, we we would talk about the idea of Wendell Carter Jr., like potential really solid big man, or we talk about some of the other picks possible in that draft, and we talk about Porter, and you were saying it very much at the time, injury, but boy, you get a chance to get a possible generational player there if everything worked out. I, my, my argument was go for ceiling yeah. when you don't have special players because it's a star league. What's the point in drafting for floor and safety yeah. if you need stars? And at the time, it was like, all right, so Luka was going to be off the board. Aiton was going to be off the board. Trey Young was going to be off the board. Marvin Bagley was going to be off the board. And then I remember we were talking about Mo Bamba. We were talking about uh, Colin Sexton and Michael Porter Jr. I liked now, Colin Sexton a lot. Now, now, Shy uh, Gilgus Alexander, SGA, he actually was the guy after where the Bulls picked that's ended up being the best player, right? Like SGA for the for for the Thunder. Sure, he's averaging over thirty a game. He's going to win Most Improved Player in the NBA this year. Most likely, it'll either be him or Lowry Marketing. Uh, and how uh, about Mikael Bridges and Miles Bridges too in that draft? Yeah. So pre- pretty pretty solid draft that it ended up being, and the Bulls wow. shockingly didn't get their lottery luck to go up and get a Trey Young or a Luca, and also didn't draft the right guy. No. And the guy that they drafted is no longer on the team. That, that's but, five in the one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, uh, five in the six picks right after Wendell Carter Jr. That you're like, man, Bulls would have been better off doing that. And further down, there's. Josh Akogi, if you want to go uh, in in that direction, Anthony Simons. Um, so there's there's a few others. Yeah, but so it was. It'll be to <laughs> me that, that Jalen Brunson. To me, that's going to be a fun one to watch tonight, also because he's just uh, you don't you don't go quite as far as to say unicorn, but he's uh, he was definitely a thing that we talked about on this show a lot of take the swing for ceiling, and if the guy's averaging 17 in 29 minutes on that team with Jamal Murray and with Jokic, what's he doing if he's a wing on the Bulls? Hmm. You know what I mean? Honestly, he's a a 20-plus point per game scorer on the Bulls. Without a doubt. If Jamal Murray wasn't there, he's the number two on that team. Yeah. And ending up with a lot more points. No, they're not as good, obviously. Right, but but, but more points and more minutes. Yeah, so he's a... He's a real player, and that's something, you know, another thing to watch tonight. And then the, the other point, 
they have a very easy schedule down the stretch. And that was part of the calculus, I believe, for Arturis and Eversley to stand pat at the deadline, not sell, and then ultimately add a little bit in the buyout market with Pat Beverly. And we know it's going poorly, and they're the 12 seed right now, and they just lost to Indiana, who's in front of them. So now they don't have the tiebreaker in front of a couple of the bad teams. But mm-hmm. there are some games in there sprinkled against elite championship caliber teams. We saw it against uh, Phoenix last Friday. There's tonight against Denver. They got a couple games against Philly. Feel free to measure yourself against these teams, Bulls. Feel free, as long as that's what you're going for. Yeah, or not. You know what I mean? Or it can be those that, that harsh reality check for them who were saying, well, we were competitive against Milwaukee and Boston early in the season because I feel like a lot of what they've judged this core on was – the, for, the first 40 games of last year uh-huh. when they were trying harder than everybody else because NBA teams, generally speaking, the contenders kind of ease their way through the regular season. Yeah. And then like this year, it's like, well, I mean, we've shown. Yeah, but. Didn't Arturo say, he's like, it's kind of the inverse of last year. This year, we've beaten some good teams, then we've played down to the bad teams. He did say that, but then he said, we're going to be watching these next 28 games. And he tried to add at the deadline, and they essentially did add. He got himself the guy that he wanted in terms of a point guard who would help Billy Donovan with his dirty work, and a Chicago guy who would play with pride. So he's he he's been saying that he was actually going to watch and see how they play. So I hope he's watching and seeing how they play. Zach is healthy and is scoring like crazy. Uh, you know, Beverly's trying to do his thing and have his impact. Vooch is healthy, healthy and is playing well. Patrick Williams still disappears from time to time. Kobe White's playing well. DeMar is an odd fit and derails things with his hero ball possessions. But everything is what it is. And they're still losing like crazy. So you went ahead and put the point guard. So I, I I just have to hope that he's really looking at these games as a measuring stick and watching them lose to Indiana and watching them get just swept away in the fourth quarter and the third quarter by Phoenix and drummed tonight by Denver. And he and he faces the offseason at least with a clear conscience. Yeah. That's that is the that's the hope now that you've chosen this ridiculous path. And on an individual level for the Bulls. The only other guy I would like to talk about with you for a minute here is Zach Levine because they lost to Indiana and Zach had 42. Zach had 41 and they barely beat Detroit, one of the worst teams in the NBA. They beat him by two points. But Zach's been playing great offensive basketball. He, it's been, he's been fantastic. The, 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 the shot creation for others is not there, but that's not a huge part of his game, he is scoring, he is shooting at an elite clip from three and from the line. He's an efficient, high-volume scorer. And we touched on this a little bit. I know you were in the trade, uh, Zach Camp. Mm-hmm. They're not going to run back the same team next year. I do not believe them to be objectively stupid. Um, DeMar takes inefficient shots and is getting older. Zach is an imperfect max player, but he is an elite scorer when healthy and he's been healthy and he's been scoring at an elite level and he shoots the three. I feel like the debate of if we want this to be Zach's team or DeMar's team, I know Cowley always calls DeMar Batman and, and Zach is Robin. That is like a personality thing. 
That's an accomplishments thing. And a confidence and a confidence thing and an alpha thing. Right, but it's but, that, that's but what it, Cali that's what Cali looks for is that is that machismo and, and, and that alpha. But in terms of the best one to keep and team build, it's no question. It's gotta be I, Zach. I, it, it, if it's down to those if it's those two, no, I, well, I, I have to admit but, that. But that's the choice. Yeah. That's the choice. Mm-hmm. Because you can't let Vooch walk for nothing. That would be insane. And at least he's a big who rebounds uh-huh. and passes. You know, so you, it the, and, the, the, and actually, the, Vooch and Zach have had their moments in a two-man game that looks like it has possibilities. Right, the redundancy is Zach and DeMar. It absolutely is. And so it feels to me... Like, now, you could say, hey, because the rest of the league would value Zach more than DeMar, and DeMar's contract is going to be an expiring deal, and so you could trade Zach this offseason if he finishes strong, and then trade DeMar at the deadline and like really bottom out or something. You, you, you could make that argument. You certainly could. But, but I, 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 to me... High volume scorer, high level scorer who is efficient in the prime of his career, who mm-hmm. shoots threes on a team that struggles to shoot threes. Getting rid of Zach Levine would be you. You would have to be saying you're tanking, and based on what they just did at the deadline, mm-hmm. they're not tanking. There's a short <laughs> list of players who have had their situation improved by Patrick Beverly being here by having the functional point guard. And some of the heat taken off, and Zach Zach maybe is that list uh, of players, and maybe Kobe White is on that list too. And Kobe White is going to probably be somebody they match as a restricted free agent, somebody whose handle has developed, his playmaking has you know shown some improvement, and has been um, a, a good scorer uh, off the bench. But like, yeah, Zach Zach looks healthier obviously, and has been productive, and has often been efficient, and is helped by having an actual point guard who's trying to keep the offense organized in their words. And DeMar looks like a guy who should go score points for a bad team. And I think that's what he's going to do. Yeah. I think that that's probably what he's going to do. And it's, uh, I get it. And expire on somebody's deal. And it's too bad for him. It seems like a very, very good man and a decent teammate and all of that. And if he accepts the bench scoring role, he might end up on a good team. You know, he, he, the guy the guy can still score the basketball. Mm-hmm. It's just not an efficient level, and I don't know if he's ready to make that transition at this point in his career, but it seems fairly obvious now that Zach is healthy to me that the the more valuable piece for a modern NBA team is very clearly Zach Levine over DeMar DeRozan. And when you watch the Bulls, I don't think that you could say he's very high up on the list of problems with, with the team right now. We can get to your questions for for one last thing in a little over 20 minutes, but there was a uh, borderline shocking Bears scenario, hypothetical, borderline suggestion made on the station earlier today from a very respected voice. You'll hear it next on The Score. Let's try Shad. He's on the south side. Hey, Shad. Hey, guys. I had enough TAC for the three of us this morning, and I think I'm going to bring a little calmness to this conversation. I was listening to the time segment. Oh, wow, I didn't hear that. Oh, That's shot. fantastic. That is outstanding. He had enough THC for everybody. And what, what was he going to bring to the conversation, Tanny? A little calm. Oh, calm. sounded like he did. I want to listen to Shad talk. Any Anything that gets a caller to say, THC and I'm bringing calm. That means something wild happened on the radio. I Let's think- try Shad. He's on the south side. <laughs> hey, Shad. Hey, guys. I had enough TAC for the three of us this morning, and I think I'm going to bring a little calmness to this conversation. I was listening to the Tom segment. Amazing. The Tom segment. 
<laughs> That's Tom Ferry's talking about. That's Tom man. Ferry's talking about. 85 Bear, Bears analyst, legend, longtime contributor. What a lovely guy. Of course. He's he's incredible. Um, so he's going on with Mully and Ha. 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 Uh, texters, by the way, come on in if you know what we're referencing there when we when we pronounce it that way. You think the majority of the audience gets that one? I would like to think so. Are we are we kind of done with that one, you think, now that he's been out of town for so long? It just makes me laugh. I don't know, but so maybe we should be. But, yeah. but I don't know. What that, are we referencing? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I don't think I even know. You don't even know? You don't know? Is this, this Haw? Akeem Hicks. Oh. Whiteboard. That's, no. that's, that's Akeem Hicks. Is this Haw? Didn't even know. Really? I, I just joined in. Wow. I just joined in with you, and I thought it was fun. I thought it was something we did. We just kind of paused on the H and oh, sat no, on no, it no. for a while. Oh, no, no, no. It's the Akeem Hicks. That's, that's incredible. Here's the Jesus, thing. You're a follower. I, 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 I'm yes ending the bit. Yeah, no, that's true. And, I, and it's, oh, and it's been fun. Up, now we're talking about it, and it's worse. If we didn't talk about it and just kept doing it, it would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is Shane derailing it. Oh, well, oh, haymaker. Yeah. Point okay. a thumb. Can anyone point a thumb? Is there a positive thumb in here? <laughs> I'll right point now? my thumb at you, actually. You said, does everybody know what we're doing, textures? Do you know what we're doing? Yeah. And then some people get it. Yeah. So, all right, whatever. All right. Uh, <laughs> here's Tom Thayer with Molly and <laughs> David Haw uh, on the morning show with a, with, with a sports thought. But no, I would think, does, is Ryan's mind changed after the combine? It was this pre-combine conversation, and is the conversation a little different now after you saw what happened in the combine? And, you know, does it make people increase their level of desire to come out and get one of these talent, these, these athletes that really have opened their eyes to what they need most? Or do you try to develop future draft capital by going and drafting a guy like Anthony Richardson and making sure that you continue to develop the process fields and then see where you're at in one year. So there's a lot of different puzzle pieces that you need to see where they fit perfectly after the draft than with the uncertainty before the draft. Because when I saw Bryce Young standing amongst the other quarterbacks in that hoodie with his backpack on, he looked you know, like someone's younger brother there, you know, just, you know, watching his older brother participate <laughs> in the combine. So I, I think it really changes the, you know, the storyline a little bit with the quarterback position, you know, when you, when you saw the guys out there and now you got to wait to see the pro day for some of these guys to see, you know, what they do. I got to tell you that, that you just blew my mind with that idea. Whoa. Okay. Was was that a I'm not saying I'm just saying take or was that something that Tom Thayer thinks and believes they should consider? I guess he thinks and believes they should consider. That they should consider it because of Richardson. Now, I can say like I love Tom. He knows more about football than I do. He's forgotten more about football than I know. Like I sure. Stop there. Yeah, and I I don't even know if I believe the last part. But uh <laughs> I'm just being honest. Uh, I mean, I know a decent amount. I don't think Tom Thayer's forgotten him a lot. That, you know, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's forgotten that much about football. Um, <laughs> nice try. <laughs> there is a 0% chance they'd do that. Well, see, again, I feel like this happens a lot. He, no, no, come on. They're not drafting no, no, a quarterback no. and keeping Justin Fields. Should they consider it? He's saying that they should consider it. No. I, I see that should. Not what they will do, but should. 
No, I, I agree that they shouldn't consider it. That's the draft and stash of Anthony Richardson is something that a team should do if they have a veteran quarterback who like Geno Smith. Yeah, Seattle could do it. Yeah. Seattle Seattle could do it. That that's about it. Oh. I, I mean, the Lions could do it, and they would shock everybody. Like they've yes. got two first round picks. They've got Goff. If Goff is amazing and Richardson develops and looks good in the preseason, you could then trade Goff or trade Richardson, right? Like, but you know what I mean. You could you you could and then still draft defense with your second pick. But you Arizona could do it because Kyler Murray has played a certain amount, and you might realize that you messed that up. And he's coming off the injury, and you don't know whether it'll be the same. Like there are teams that could do it. Arizona doing it would be crazy too, though, because of the contract that they signed Kyler to. Like if you draft Richardson. Kyler's contract becomes untradeable and everyone would know that you would be like, yeah, you would kill your leverage there. You know, so I mean, that, that'd be really tough to do. But to your point, they'd at least have a quarterback who they could play uh, in, in front of him. But yeah, I, the, the, Bears the, Bears, the Bears need so many pieces that if you if you were convinced that there was a quarterback that was generational, you could trade fields for something. I don't know what you'd get for him. A late first round pick, a couple of second round picks. But he's not even talking about that. He's. It, it sounded like what he was saying oh, was no. draft him and keep him on the roster, and then see because maybe you don't pick up the option next year. No, maybe I know, but, that, but, like that, that. but that's what I'm saying. If 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 you would, if you drafted a quarterback, you would have to trade Fields because you've got these. You've got two very valuable assets: the number one pick and Justin Fields. Hmm. You have so many holes on your team. You need to turn one of them into multiple pieces to plug some of those holes. Mm. Like just drafting a – like if you used – if you didn't trade the pick and you took a quarterback and then you put him as a backup, you wouldn't be filling any hole on the team. Yeah. You know what I like, – like you either got a – like let's say worst-case scenario, draft Will Anderson. He at least plays day one and he plugs a hole of a premium position uh, yeah, I don't, I, of edge. You can't you – can't, you can't use the number one pick on a guy who's not going to play and then not turn fields into other draft picks. How did the rest of that morning go uh, before Shad called, loaded up with THC to calm that everybody down? That had to down. have been a wild thing to react to live. Yeah, That's right. fascinating. If you're, if you're a couple of talk show hosts and the respected Tom Thayer says that, did it make for a bumpy ride the rest of the no, way? No, not a bumpy. It was great conversation. Yeah. It was a great gift from Big Tom and the content gods because there was a lot <laughs> of callers. Mario called, too. Like It was a hot topic because also people talked about, you know, quarterbacks get hurt and you want to have someone behind Justin with a similar style and attributes yeah you know, so there was it was a lot of nuance too after in the in the following hour or so after that right and i and i i get that argument like the the tyler huntley backing up lamar jackson you you want your backup quarterback to believe that he can win games and if you've got a quarterback who you think is going to miss some games because of his style of play I, then then backup matters even more but still it can't be the number one pick in the draft i would i would i would love them to get a guy like that in this draft. I don't know where Hendon Hooker is going to go in this draft, the quarterback from Tennessee. Yeah. With the injury issues and with the, with everything else that that's on the table, but if they load up with picks in the top 60 and they use something in the 50s for Hendon Hooker, um or you know, or they use something a little bit lower for a quarterback that they feel has a similar skill set and somebody they believe in, I'm down with that. Draft quarterbacks, man. Draft him. Shane says you draft one every year. Yeah, I have said that. Said. Ron Shane. Wolf stole that from Shane, which was weird how influential he is.
It was like there was this guy. Yeah. It was he, a baby. It was a baby at the time. Yeah, yeah. but he, he could tell how a steak was cooked based on how his thumb felt. Right. That's my first sentence. <laughs> Take a quarterback every year, Dad. And, and, and then he told Ron Wolf, yeah. like, carrier pigeon, and he was like, right. that's a good idea. Man, it was a baby with a beard just saying, take a quarterback every year. It's convincing. Very convincing. Wow. Richardson behind Fields no. at the top of the draft. Texter says I'll that pass. maybe Shad shared some of the THC with, uh, with, with Tom. THC Tom. Yeah. It, big surfer. This is THC uh, Tom. Up there in Hawaii. Sure, yeah, why not? The mm. Tennessee quarterback that I'd be interested in, even though apparently he can't read a defense or anything, yeah. is the guy that's going to play for them. Have you seen Joe Milton? I have not seen Joe Milton. <laughs> he is ridiculous. So when Hooker got hurt, uh, this guy came in and he played, and he had transferred from somewhere. I forget where he transferred from. Yeah. Um, he has maybe the biggest arm I've ever seen on any quarterback at any level, including Jamarcus Russell, including Matt Stafford. He previously played for Michigan. Michigan. He's 23 years old, 6'5", 245. You should watch a video. Just any Of him or just any video? A video of him. (laughs) Chicking and screaming, maybe. Watch that video. That's a good call. Maybe a music video, I thought he meant. Janie's Got a Gun is a good music video. about Norm MacDonald and Albert Fish? I was thinking of Joe Milton. I was continuing the thought of what we were just talking about. But watch a video of him throw one pass. Just Google Joe Milton throws football. All right. He, he, so he played in, I think, it was the, the Orange Bowl. Joe he, Milton he, throws. He th- throws Norm an orange. He, it, but any, anything will come up. They are all ridiculous. This guy can snap his wrist and the ball goes 65 yards in the air. Yeah, I'm watching he, him throw an orange 100 yards. He threw an orange over 100 yards in the practice leading up to the Orange Bowl. 100 yards. A piece of fruit. <laughs> I'm familiar with what an orange is. I don't know if you are. He threw an orange really 108 hey, yards. I'm watching a video about it, okay? Uh, are they changing their rules, too, in the NFL? Are going to be using oranges next year? Don't tell me. <laughs> I, I, again, I'm not like apparently like, he's 23. Apparently he can't read defenses. Look, I'm drafting this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they start a league playing orange ball, <laughs> orange ball, this is my guy. Without a doubt. I'm telling you, man. Joe Milton. Okay. He, he's going to win some sort of skills competition somewhere or like a freak show at a circus. I, I, I've <laughs> never seen I've never seen an arm like this I, guy. I feel like that's a good idea. They have longest drive contests. You yeah. Know? That's what he should enter. Yes. Well, but. <laughs> they talk of throwing orange over them mountains. <laughs> yes. He's Uncle Rico. That's who he, he should be. The, if, if you can play. Let's put it this way. If you could play three quarterbacks. If that if that's a rule that the third quarterback doesn't take up a roster spot anymore, have this guy on your squad, and he could come in at the end of halves and the end of games, mm. and you could do a Hail Mary from anywhere on the field. Oh, my God. I'm watching some of the throws here. They're absolutely ridiculous. It is crazy how far this guy can throw a football. He can't do anything else. But, he barely, but he, he, I've, I've never seen a bigger arm any level of football than that dude. So, anyway, there's my random dr- diatribe I on, appreciate on, on that. the fifth-year senior of Tennessee Volunteers football yeah. this year. So, he's in the draft, too. No, I don't believe he is in oh. the draft. I I think he's going to be the starting quarterback for Tennessee this year. I have to wait a year. You got to wait a year. Yeah, he's the he's the guy I want next year to just just to see him at training camp. Um, Danny, we have the, the uh, we have the first lineup in the World Baseball Classic for Team USA. I'm watching Joe Milton. I, I know, but I'd like to point out that batting ninth for Team USA is Jeff McNeil. 
who led the majors in batting average last oh, so year. Doing, he's doing the smug second leadoff hitter, bat him ninth thing. Well, uh-huh. I guess you'd say third leadoff hitter since Trey Turner is batting seventh. <laughs> oh, wow. And Mookie Betts is batting first. It's Betts, Trout, Schwarber, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Kyle Tucker, Trey Turner, JT Real Muto, and Jeff McNeil. Are you looking at Morosi's tweet of the actual photo of DeRosa's yes. lineup? Yes. You see how he tapped out on Arenado's name there? Enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He bailed. Arenado. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But, yeah, I, I like that the batting champ in all of baseball is nine and Trey Turner is seven. That's pretty ridiculous. I know. So they, they, he told us the game's on what, uh, MLB, um, MLB Network tonight. They're going against the Dodgers, I think. The Cubs played Team Canada today with Freddie Freeman on Team Canada. No Joey Votto on that team, but yeah. It's, it's, this, thing, this thing will get fun. Last night, not as much fun as I hoped. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You stayed up, though? I did stay up All for right. a good long while. Well, people can ask you questions about it for one last thing. Next on The Score. Thanks. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Been a long four hours. Afternoons on The Score. Just one more thing, please. I thought you had a clock to punch. I do. I'm leaving right now. It's time for One Last Thing. Let's let someone else ask a couple questions. I just want to ask you. And then we'll come back to you. One question. How about that? Let's let everybody else and we'll come back to you. Ask any question. I just want to ask you. For anyone on the show. Then I can figure out who I want to answer to. I don't need your help with that. I just want to ask you. Does anyone else have another question first? I got a question. All right. I just want to ask you. Thank you. One question. One last thing with Parkinson Spiegel on 670 The Score. We like to end the show with your questions. We call it one last thing. You text them and twitch them in. Shane gathers them and asks them. We all answer. What do we got? From the 773, what's your most random athlete run-in story? This guy saw Chris Harris, former Bears safety in Lake Forest traffic court, and asked him why he couldn't get out of his ticket. He just said, man, your most random athlete run-in. <laughs> That's a pretty good random one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, I was playing a gig in Arizona with Tributosaurus, and they put us up at some resort because that's where the corporate gig was. And I was walking through the gift shop uh, looking to find a mixer for some booze that we had up in the room. And I looked over, and I'm like, is that Sidney Crosby? And it was Sidney Crosby. Why the hell is Sidney Crosby was in Arizona at that moment at that resort? Made absolutely no sense. But it was one of those things you're like, I don't even think I actually know. Yeah, no, that is like it's Sidney Crosby. It's just completely out of context. Yeah. Why would he be there? In Toronto, I saw Mark Teixeira <laughs> in a hotel getting ice from the ice machine. Uh-huh. And that was strange. But, I mean, the Braves were in town to, to play the Blue Jays. Like, so that had a pretty good reason. So yeah. it had a decent reason. But it was in a hotel in the seventh floor getting yeah. an ice bu- ice bucket. That, that was strange. Mm-hmm. I'll come up with some more. I mean, Andy Dalton at a restaurant, my wife thought it was our good friend Ben. <laughs> she, she was like, that happens to Andy Dalton a lot. <laughs> she, was, she was like, hey, look. It's- he looks familiar. <laughs> it's the redhead guy. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. So that, Did that, he coach at Penn State? I had to be like, no, that's not our friend that we see once or twice a month. That's yeah. actually the starting quarterback of the Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys got any good ones? Yeah, so I think I've told stories on the show before about I used to work at the Jewel on Addison and Broadway, so yes. by Lakeshore Drive. So I, you know, met Minnie Minoso there, would talk to him. Bill Melton would shop there, but also Cubs players would shop there. And 
Antonio Alfonseca was a regular customer. <laughs> so, no! Yes, exactly. And he'd come in sporting the sandals, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> the six toes on, on each foot also. That makes sense. You got a view of the six toes of Antonio Alfonseca? You're lucky, man. It's pretty cool. I was working part-time at the Best Buy on Clark and like, Oh, man. Schubert, I think, is the cross street in Lincoln Park before it turned into a Target Express. And I was there closing one night. This is like seven, eight years ago when Jeff Samarja was on the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Jeff Samarja stumbles in at like 830 at night. Oh, boy. Hammered drunk. Absolutely hammered. Stumbling into the, the Best Buy and bought a 28-inch sharp flat screen TV with a DVD player built into it. <laughs> yep. That is a not, DVD player built into it. That's yeah. not I, I don't know if he was item. like blacked out and came in and just like didn't know what he was doing, but he came in <laughs> and like beeline to me. I need, I need a TV with DVD player in it. Okay, man, we got one. <laughs> yeah, he must have just been given an amazing DVD that he wanted to watch. Yeah. right. Needed man. to watch it immediately. Yeah, that was just have... like you just want a DVD player to hook up to the TV you got. Just, no, this is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, video producer Connor O'Donnell wants to know if the Bears didn't have Justin Fields, what quarterback from this draft class would you want? That's a good question. That is a good question. Um, I you know I gotta say. The accuracy of C.J. Stroud at the combine, and the way that he played in the uh, in, in 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 the college football playoff, has me feeling pretty damn good about him. So uh, while I like Bryce Young a lot, I think uh, I think I'd probably go C.J. Stroud, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's uh, Chris Ballard's guy. Wow! So neither of us are going to say Bryce Young, who everybody says is the top guy. I I think. I would fall for the intangibles of Richardson. 6'4", 225. Those are tangibles, though, right? I guess they are tangibles. <laughs> the measurables. Yes. What I meant. The measurables. Gotcha. Which are tangible. <laughs> yeah, the tan- you can measure them. The tangible measurables Sorry. Don't mean to derail of Richard. You. No, just like 6'4", yeah. 225, sub 4, 440, with like can do everything on the field. You'd be very concerned about lack of wins in college at a big program. It's only twenty years old, too. I right, but you so like that? Yeah, I think I think you'd be you'd be betting on the lottery ticket of upside and talent, and you'd have to hope for coaching. Bryce Youngman, the accuracy is unbelievable. The pocket presence is incredible. The quick release is great. He is so small. I know he's so small that. That would just really, really scare me. Yeah, it would scare me too. Yeah, which is why we're here without a definitive number one. Yeah, I, th- I think it would be Richardson for for the and me- for, me for it's the measurables. Stroud. All right, good question though. Need to wrap. That's a good question. Yeah, feels like something we should have asked ourselves. Right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right? It's striking <laughs> that we didn't ask that to ourselves. Whatever, Connor. Hmm. hmm. No, I mean, thank you, Connor. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. We don't think it's look bad. Take it with a grain of salt. It is fibbing season out there. Oh, so we could be lying. We could be. Yeah, yeah. who knows? Fibbing. Yeah. Thank you to uh, Malik Zaire. He was fun today to, to talk to. Yeah. I, a- as was John Morosi. And if, if, if seek out the Malik Zaire for the stuff about Chase Claypool, man, that was uh, confirming and distressing at the same time, I thought. Yeah, t- Texter says, hey, Danny, did you say worry about the amount of wins? He said, but you said wins are not a quarterback stat. No, I know, but it's. In college, you want them to be productive, and 
at big time programs you expect top flight NFL quarterbacks like Will Levis at Kentucky or Mahomes at Texas Tech that wouldn't concern me but a big time college program and a big time quarterback prospect you'd expect there to be more actual production on the field than Richardson had uh thank you to Connor O'Donnell Shane Reardon, our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill makes us sound better than we are each and every day. From Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkinson Spiegel. This is The Score. I'm on it. See ya. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.